Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. We are super excited to have two people in addition to myself here today. Uh, of course, Brother Lee, who is no longer, you, you never were a guest. Now you're a... Uh, a paid volunteer, <laughs> an unpaid volunteer. Uh, can we can we cut that in half? We'll just call you a volunteer. Okay, right. yeah. Although I would be happy to double your salary. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. If you double mine, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we also have Sister Delaney once again. Yay, Sister Delaney! Uh, so, um, on a funny note. Sister Delaney was just a touch late for our podcast, yep. and so we we're giving our hard time about it. But you had a very creative excuse today, and I know this has nothing to do with children's ministry, so bear with us. But what was that again? There was a, a dying baby bird in my driveway. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even repeat that without giggling. A dying baby bird. And I took, I took photo evidence. <laughs> She actually did take she photo evidence. Yeah. She did because there's no way we would have believed that. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> but you know, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, this actually does fit into um, mm. one of the topics down the road about being. You a are a true uh, Sunday school teacher, Brother Lee. Yes, yes. See, me always being late. Is that what? what no, no, no. It's a, you're you're going to be impressed. You'll be you're, you'll be happy. Okay. You'll be okay. pleased. So he's going to use a life experience yeah. to teach. And man, that's what every Sunday school teacher needs to do. Uh, but we are so excited that both of you guys are here. You don't need to introduce yourselves unless you have something in addition to add. Uh, everybody kind of knows us by now. Um, but uh, I was listening to the podcast from last week and uh, the part that we really focused on the why as opposed to the how. And um, I, I don't think you can touch on that too much, but I was reading one point that I forgot to mention, and it was just really good. It was a, it was a statement that I read, and it said, kids are the church of tomorrow. Yeah, everybody says that. And this author actually took exception to that. And he said, no, they are not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. They're right now part of the church. Not part of the church, but an active uh, working members of the church already. Mm -hmm. um, but he did rephrase it. He said, kids are the church of today. And the leaders of tomorrow, which I thought was really That's good. That's really good. So uh, we want them to replace us, and we want them to be better versions of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want our Sunday school to be as good as it is now. I want it to be much better. And mm -hmm. I know for sure that these kids coming up, um, they don't have to recreate everything from scratch. Hopefully, we're giving them something to build on. I hope. Okay. Um, it's like I, I was reading this deal about this, these chess grandmasters, why they're so much better today than they were years ago. And years ago, they were very, very good. But they already have the, uh, what's that called? The, the the first few moves that everybody memorizes, the, the, the openings, openings, the openings. They know these openings many layers deep, so 20 layers deep. And they've already figured this out. And great minds have discussed these for years. And so they're they're so much better than they were because they have these openings already figured out and then they can just kind of start from there. So a, a good player that knows the openings can pretty much demolish someone that doesn't wow. without even figuring anything out. They're just basing it off of what history has done. And that's what uh, you know medical profession has done, the electronics industry has done. You know, they build on what they've already known and then they can just pick up from there. And I hope our kids can do that for Sunday school and, and build a a children's ministry for In the Lighthouse and beyond mm -hmm. that go further than we ever dreamed it could have. And, and I feel much like better. it also takes us involving them today mm. and not just waiting for That's them a great to get point. involved tomorrow. Like with what we do with word shots and stuff like that. With we don't do that enough, though. We don't. Oh. Are many object lessons for them. Well, here's here's the, the, the problem that I've encountered, not with the doing of the word shots, it's it's with the coordination. So yeah. 
we think who might want to do this and so we'll ask a bunch of kids some of them are very hesitant some of them need a long time to decide whether or not they want to do it and by the way the word shot is like a, a three-minute lesson that a, a kid gives to the rest of his his class and as you can imagine being that age imagine talking to your peers when you're eight years old yeah. to a room of you know 80 to 100 kids your age that's super intimidating but some of them are willing to step out and give it a try and they always do a great job. They do really, really good. So if you can just get them up there, they're gonna yeah. do it. But they don't have cell phones, they don't have email. I have yeah. no way to contact them except yeah. with their parents, which is the way it needs to be done anyway. And then the parents will say, I'll get back to you. And they they have every intention of it and I get a follow up two or three times. And so what I have to do is prepare weeks in advance because it takes a long time. By the time they say, yes, they'll do it, they still need time to prep, obviously. Yeah. So I gotta do this many, uh, many days further out than I ever tried before. But I'm sorry, I shanghaied that. Yes, word shots are awesome. Getting the kids involved now, which is what I really like about what our bus ministry is doing. Exactly, yeah. They're 12 years old, is, is this, as young as we can go to be a, a working part of the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't put nearly the responsibility that we would on someone that's older, but they're still learning and they're, they're uh, getting their feet wet and they're learning where the kids are at. They're learning how to do outreach. They're learning how to socialize with kids on the bus. And they're really good at it. Like they're better than we are. You imagine a, a, a 12-year-old talking to another 12-year-old. They got a lot more in common than a 42-year-old does. <laughs> so uh, they're really good at it. No. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, Anyway, but just to say, so I'm actually uh, started riding on a bus, and uh, and that's a great point. Uh, so uh, Noah is doing balloons and things like that, and so he's how, how old is Noah? Is he he's just twelve, right? Not even twelve yet. I think. No, Noah's not as twelve. Is he twelve? Okay. And he's on. Initially, he was before twelve, I believe, because his parents were on so, the bus. Yeah. So that's that's how that worked out. I'm sorry, Tim. So I just say it's great. So he's our he's been on he's he's more experienced than I am, and he's doing the balloons for all the kids, and it, it's great. So while they're doing balloons or we're talking, doing outreach, you know, he's there entertaining and doing something while I'm talking. So so it gives them exposure, experience, and I think the more that they do that, it, that's just with anything. Like you give up. I don't know, speeches and classes. First time you're sitting there, like, I can tell you a story of a, a lady in grad school uh, gave a speech about passed out. Um, but the more you do it, you get better at it. I think that's we just got to keep figuring out ways to try to get the kids in front of people and helping out. But definitely, that's a great point. So yeah, put the kids to work. Um, now there is a, a fine line between are they ready, as in spiritually, right. to handle some of this. Um, as far as uh, you know, some of the kids we pick up are, are super willing to help. They want to be involved, but there's certain things that you have to limit yourself on. Uh, as far as you know, they are teaching when they're doing a word shot, so you got to just be careful, make sure that they're ready. But there are plenty of them that are. So I want to get a lot of our bus riders in on these word shots. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a great deal for them. And uh, but there's many areas that we can involve them that I think we can do better with. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do name tags. Anyone can hand out wristbands. And even in class, you know, can we involve them in stuff that keeps them part of the group? Now, I know we got a big, big group, 120 kids. You know, you can't involve 120, but you can involve, you know, a couple a week. So uh, that's, a, that's a great point. Don't let me forget this. I want, I want to put these, these uh, ideas into action. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so kids are the leaders of tomorrow, the church of today. Um, but Brother Lee, you had a few things that... Oh, before we do that, uh, bus. We're back to bus. Yes. 
We're talking about the bus contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now. <laughs> that was a nice, quick segue there. Um, and the winning bus is the green bus, which Delaney, you are the captain of, of course. So far, it's the green bus. Well, so far in a dominating performance. Um, I thought we were we were doing well, and then I looked at the the points, and oof, oof, man, we got a hill to climb. You guys got twice what we do. So I wanted to actually ask you to give. Uh, not the other buses. This is not a dive to try to... Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I am trying to steal your ideas. But um, maybe there's other people out there that you could share how you guys are getting new kids and keeping the ones that have come returning. What have you guys been doing? Um, so I feel like first like we should kind of explain what the bus contest is for those of you that don't go to ILC. Um, for every kid that hasn't come since COVID that we're getting to come back... Um, our bus gets two points the first time they come back. And then every returning Sunday, they get we get one point for them. But that, that includes either completely new kids that we've never picked up before or kids that haven't come since before COVID, so basically like yeah. a year. So that's how we're doing our point system. And what we're doing is we're just reestablishing contacts with, well, not necessarily reestablishing because we've kept contact with, with most of them Yeah. for almost all of the COVID situation, um, but we're just saying, hey, we're running bus again. We want you guys to come, and yeah. a lot of people, I feel like they're just so desperate. Like a lot of our kids are so desperate to get out of the house to get mm-hmm. to get away from their parents, <laughs> you know, just to do Could something be. to be around their friends. And we've done uh, some promotions, like we did uh, Krispy Kreme donuts on the way to church one Sunday. We did pizza. Um, Natalia's come up with some great ideas for decorating. We haven't implemented them yet, just because I can't find stuff. Um, but uh, what we're trying to do is just sure. Well, I, I think there's possible. a couple from an outside point of view, a couple of things that I see that you guys do really, really well. And one of them is you guys have a lot of excitement. Your bus is fun. <clears throat> People love so. riding so. your bus. The kids love riding the bus. The workers love riding the bus. Because you keep it fun, you keep it uh, the energy up. You know, there's always uh, some activity going on. You always have people in costume dressed up. Yeah, we do. Um, so it's always fun. Um, but another thing, and and this this is not in any way saying that a route that doesn't have this can't compete with you guys. But you guys have a deep history in the area that you're we in. We do. We do. So we have been knocking doors. In that area Longer for... Longer I've been there. And I've been there for like four years. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's I, I think it's safe to say around 20 years now. It's insane. So yeah. that's a long time. I mean, this is going back to Brother yeah. Donnie Pound, to uh, Sister Erica Booker, mm-hmm. uh, knocking doors to, uh, you know, the teams years ago. We, we've knocked every door there yeah. hundreds of times, probably. I mean, in 20 years, I, maybe not that many, but, but many, many times. Um, so there's a history, there's a reputation, there's a, a, a very good reputation that you guys have developed, um, and you're not strangers. Yeah. Everybody knows they who you all are. Know us. It's kind of funny. <clears throat> yeah. Funny story. We went to. I was at Walmart like in April or May of last year. It was like we had our we were like one month, two months into COVID. And I was just like, oh man, I miss getting to actually go. We, we were at that point. I think we were still just calling, you know, calling and texting our kids. And I was walking in Walmart, and I was in the produce section, and this guy goes, you're the Sunny School girl. And I was like, 
That's awesome. Yes, I am. I'm sorry, I don't recognize you with the mask. You're like, oh no, you don't come to my door. You don't. You don't know me. But you pick up kids in my neighborhood, and I wow, see you all the time. Wow, that is like, way cool. It was. It was really awesome. Yeah. So uh, it it doesn't mean that that's a a reason that anyone else can't have success. Yeah. But it does help. Mm-hmm. The more you're known, the more you're out there, and you guys are are out there all the time. So you, when do you guys go on outreach typically? Uh, typically we do Saturday, but the past few weeks, when our Saturdays are busy, we've been doing either Tuesday or Wednesday um, in the So afternoon. you do outreach. You don't use uh, the excuse of, oh, well, we're not there Saturday. Let's yeah. just shut her down. We show no. up. And, uh, another cool thing is uh, we've, been, we've been doing some Bible studies. Uh, Furman, who just joined our bus, he originally started, uh, with, started off with riding the bus, and that now he's got the Holy Ghost, got baptized, um, and now... You know, he's working on our bus. He's been in multiple Bible studies with some young men at our church, and now he's started teaching Bible studies. And so That's awesome. That's we, so cool. We head out. I pick him up. We pick up his uh, his Bible study people. Um, I think he's got two in his Bible study right now. And then we, we go to the church. You know, we do Bible Is there study. anything in the world as cool as that? That is so, awesome. so cool. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I can't remember. Uh, I don't know since you've colorized it. So what what streets are the green route? Uh, Lilac Willow, uh, from Foothill to Baseline for the most part. We have like that. Basically that square. Yeah. North North Rialto is kind of yeah. a, an easy way to lump it. But um, they you guys are doing a great job. Is Donovan on your best now? Yes. And uh, Donovan has a history of that area. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's he's uh, great on getting kids to come. Yes. Um, so it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to see what's happening. And it's not just that route that's ex- having success, oh, even no. though that's the way we're making it sound. Others are doing well as, as well, it's just so not exciting. nearly as well as Green. <laughs> Green is, is definitely on a roll. Uh, I so. can't wait to see Musquay show up to church with like 50 people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Brother Lee, you were talking to us a little bit earlier uh, via some texts and then in person about um, how sometimes... God just does these little things that make you just, yeah, just sometimes are right on time. Like when you, you've almost thrown in the towel, you're just like, I don't know if I'm getting anywhere. Well, I'm not going to steal the thunder. Why don't you tell us what you were uh, conveying to us earlier? Okay, well, I, I got to go back in, in history to build this foundation. Now, this is probably 35 years ago. I was in my mid 20s. You, you remember those days? That was a long time ago for you, too. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I was at a uh, so again. I'm, I'm let me. I'm gonna build up to get somewhere. So I was at a um, a lecture at Santa Cruz. A friend of mine and I went out there from. We were both grad students at San Jose State at the time, and um, we went to visit his research advisor, who was giving a lecture at, at UC Santa Cruz. And at the end of the lecture, we went down and uh, started talking to him. And uh, we said, wow, great, that was, that was really great, great job, you know. And he looked at it, he had this real kind of sad, kind of downcast face, and he said, you know, I don't really feel like I got through to the, to the group. You know, we're, we're in this big auditorium and everybody had left and it's just pretty much us there. And we go, no, it was, it was great. And he was, you know, really kind of bummed out. And, no, it was really awesome. I said, you know, it's weird. I, said, I told him about an experience I had. And uh, I said, I was, uh, I think I was substituting. It actually wasn't my uh, uh, chemistry uh, class. I was thinking I was helping another guy out. And um, 
and I could see they weren't grasping this concept. What I, I don't remember that, but I just I definitely remember this moment. And so I was in the class, and uh, so I'm telling this professor this. I said, so I'm sitting there, and they were they were confused about whatever it was we were studying that, during that time, and and I said something. I go, well, it's like this, and however I presented it, maybe it's coming and and we can touch on this if you if you think it's appropriate like a, an evangelist coming in could tell you something that the pastor's been telling you all year but now all of a sudden that you're yeah that's great you know and pastors probably up there sitting there thinking that's what i've been telling you for the last five years you know but now when the evangelist comes in, so it might have been something like that but anyway i sat there and a, and a student goes oh you mean it's like this and i said yeah and then another one said oh like this light bulbs just kept going off and they were just like revelation one after the another and i remember sitting there like going wow this is this is pretty i remember feeling really good and this professor who we just talked about he he put his hands on my shoulders he looked at me and he goes he goes bob don't ever forget that moment he just said cherish that moment because those revelatory moments like that are few and far between he said so cherish that moment and you know and i've, I've never i've never forgot it and um and it's kind of like so revelation you know like in the story the disciples they're all downcast they're on the road to emmaus and jesus shows up and they tell him why are you so sad you know what's going on and he said well don't you know and whatever well then all of a sudden then finally they realize wow this is jesus you know and they had that moment jesus disappears so that revelation went oh they're all you know this wasn't all for nothing no and so now and this is where i'm getting to the point I remember years and years ago uh, in, in Sunday school, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking at the kids, and it was the whole dynamics, the whole way we did it was so different. It's, it's probably a lot of it had to do with the way we, we did class, unlike how we do it now, which I think is very good. Um, I'm sitting there, and I leave the class, kids leave, and I'm sitting there, I'm walking over to the church for main service or whatever, and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm done. I'm throwing a towel. I'm, you know, I'm down to get somebody else. I'm just not effective. I'm not getting through the kids. They're not getting it. And so I, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. But then I get into class, and it's moments like these. That into you just, the service? Into the service, yeah, I'm sorry. So I get into the service, and the pastor says, turn your Bible to such and such. And I go, oh, that's the same book that I was teaching from today. Oh, and chapter, this verse, and go through basically as if he had my notes from that lesson. Wow. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow. And then this is the cool part. When you look out and you see some of your students you know, they were in your class, some of the church kids that were there, they look over and they try to find you. Oh, that's what we were just talking about in class, you know. And I'm telling you, it's moments like that that just kind of like, wow, it kind of gives that little energy boost. I say, you know what, maybe maybe I'm doing okay and on the right track. And maybe it is getting through. I know my wife, when she teaches school, they, you know, Christian school, obviously you have a lot more um, liberties to take, is uh, she would, that would happen with her. They'd have prayer time or chapel, or whatever. They'd be, you know, having prayer in class. And then we'd go to Wednesday night or, or Sunday service, and they they teach on what she talked about. And the kids come, that's what you were telling us in, in school the other day. But it's those kind of things, I think, that just mm -hmm. kind of encourage us to keep going and give us hope. I mean, even song, Delaney does songs. I mean, how many times we leave Sunday school a day, and then, I mean, they, they, I mean I, I'm still waiting for Jan to do fan dab a dozy or something you know? <laughs> um, that's going to be no I, I will run the aisle so when that happens uh, I'll, I'll be right behind I'll you. get my my walker out or something but anyway um but you know when that happens and the kids are excited they see it, it, it you see the glow on their face there's just something about it but i think it's just god's way of just saying just keep going you're doing okay you know or something i don't know that's really good i like what the professor said about cherish those moments because they don't happen all the time i think we've all had those sundays of of 
ugh, I don't think I connected. Yeah. In fact, we've, we've done some kids' services in different places. And after, my wife's like, how, how do you think it went? I'm like, terrible. It was awful. <laughs> it was absolutely a train wreck. I felt like it was just dead. And uh, then later, you start hearing from others that, you know, just, you know, thank you. That was so good. And you're like, were you in the same service I was? Because I felt, I mean, it was dead. And we've had Sundays that just felt like a train wreck. And then you start hearing stories about how, how kids were actually... Uh, really touched from it, and uh, but there are those yeah. those Sundays, the special ones, the ones that you know y- you do need to cherish, where well, you, you see the bulbs flickering on. Um, and and I think we may talk about Brother Winkler in a little bit, but um, I think you said he said something. But I want to go back to another moment. I was substitute teaching, and sim- kind of similar thing. I remember walking out of the class, and there was an older teacher there. I was again in my early twenties. And um, I'm walking out, and, and I was about ready to cry. You know, I, these kids, I mean, substitute teachers nowadays in public schools, I, I'm telling you, it's like we need, you over, I, I should have, you I should have speak, a purple yeah. heart. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, but there were some great schools, too, that I'd, I'd find out. But anyway, I'm walking out, and the guy's how how'd it go today? And I go, and I almost start crying, you know. He puts his arm around me. I never didn't know this guy. You know, he's a teacher, didn't know. He puts his arm around me, he goes, well, what happened? I go, I don't know, I just... You know, and I kind of just spilled my guts and, you know, whatever. And he goes, well, did you follow the lesson plan? Was there a lesson plan given to you? I said, yeah. He goes, well, did you go through it? I said, yeah. And he goes, hey, you did everything you, you were supposed to do. Don't worry about it. Mm. Just, just forget it. Go home. Have a good dinner. And do it all again the next day or something like that. I think we, we mentioned something like this a couple of weeks ago. But if you did your part. Did your part. Yeah. If you prepped. If you tried to improve on last week if you knew there was problems the week before that you tried to fix you did your best um you executed as well as you can you know what the results are in god's hands at this point we did everything we could and the rest is his you know i'm telling it is so sweet when when you get that you know the kids coming up and those Mm -hmm. moments it's awesome yeah yeah that, that that special moment yep that's really good billy um and we were at the Sunday night service recently. Pastor did an uh, ordination service for Brother Winkler, and he talked about about being a sign. Yeah, like you are a sign. How God uses you to to speak to others. So, yeah. So you know, he talked about Ezekiel, and he said his whole life was a. Um, you know, a lesson. A, 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 we love object lessons in our Sunday school, and we think it's effective, or hopefully it is. And um, except when roofs get blown apart. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so Ezekiel was was an, a lifelong object lesson, and this is the part I want, about Delaney. You know, and 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 this is what I want to get to is is kids see us. You know how we act and behave. Now I want to tell my my granddaughter the other day. She's three and a half years old, give or take. And I wasn't there. My wife was telling me about it. And apparently somebody said something, and she rolls her eyes. She's three and a half years old, right? And I think Norma said something like, oh, look at you rolling your eyes or something like that. And I don't think she knew what rolling eyes really was, but she was, like, mimicking it. She did it at the right – if there is a right time to roll your eyes (laughs) to somebody, she did it at the right time. Um, But when when my wife said, oh, you're rolling eyes, she just, like – her eyes just, like, like, she, like – 
like toothpicks so just popped open. She didn't know she was, so she was trying to do something with her eyes because she don't even I don't think she even knew what she did, but she learned that from somebody. So we got kids in a toddler class, two to five or whatever, and ours five to eleven. They're watching us and they're and they're seeing what we're doing. So whether they pick up on the you know what what commandments number eight or whatever just different lessons what creation happened on day four or whatever um, I think by our lifestyle and what we do and this is the example of Delaney so when kids hear and see that she helped a little bird that was you know <laughs> uh, in trauma or something and she like you know do, are you in vet, vet are you coming to vet I don't know what you're studying I'm, in school I'm, no I'm studying business business <laughs> well, you, you can run the veterinary hospital you know and or something but but I think things like that showing compassion and whatever and and because that's a life that's a it's a lesson that people can see that and uh, if so our behavior it's but it's it's critical that how we it may not be the most dynamic or, or exciting lesson or whatever but i think our behavior and just how we interact with the kids is going to probably impact more in other ways and again really we want good. them to be leaders of others and stuff we want to teach them and if they, like i said if they don't memorize the scripture or whatever but if they end up you know getting the, the basics the gospel know that there's one god and ask yeah. you three whatever but they know how to be right you know and yeah. learn from us i think that's you know yeah we definitely teach the kids outside of the classroom mm-hmm. for sure um and we do not have this problem here but i have seen teachers that don't seem to like kids outside the classroom. Like they don't want to talk to them. Like the kids are just kind of a bother. They, you know, don't, it's, it, it's, it's awful. Um, I, I've, I've seen, and, and I, I, I've got to be super generic here, but Sunday school people over Sunday school that didn't seem to like Sunday school. Like I, I remember being so excited one time and I was showing somebody it was not from our church. Uh, showing them, I like, dude, this is a really cool lesson. And I could tell they the last thing they wanted to do is is listen to this. Like, they were just so, like, yawning through it. I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just uh, <laughs> move right along. But you could tell they didn't care. They had no interest in Sunday school. And they were running a Sunday school program. And I remember thinking, wow, I don't want to ever be like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I hope I do okay at it. But I really... I want these kids to genuinely like us, you yeah. know, at church. You know, I'm not going to treat them different than I would in the classroom, or, or you know, I want them to come up and and, yeah. and want to say hi at, at church, and yeah, and of course live, so I can teach them the right things. Well, well, going back to the signs and the message from Bishop the other day too is is, is uh, I thought it was interesting the point he made. I think it was World War II where Germany had taken over France. Uh, a great idea, removing all of the landmarks and the street signs, so the confusion, you know, to kind of just whatever they could put stumbling blocks in, you know, whatever, as they're being overrun by the, the Germans during the war. But our world is, is getting crazier and crazier, and our, our kids are going to um, be getting signs and direction, you know, like you think of like this way to, you know, one-way street, let's take that obvious everybody knows what that is if you go down the wrong way on a one-way street you're gonna be in trouble um, our public schools and our government and whatever just some of the stuff crazy stuff that's going on in the world today our kids are getting signs and they're they're picking up and that's going back to my granddaughter she's learning from us and seeing the signs and, and you know at that young age and she's gonna be just like us yeah. you know and what, what we're putting into them is is, is so counter to what um, 
you know what they're getting in public schools and and we we need to make sure our sign and our directions are, are right and that mm. they're you know if they're flashing billboard whatever we got to do yeah. to make ours more important yeah. in their lives yeah like bishop was talking about all, all the signs that we used to see are getting torn down mm-hmm. even the, the the signs of common sense like and, and, and this is just something we're going to have to deal with the, yeah. the signs of of what a boy and a girl are yeah. they're getting torn down where where kids that don't come from a christian home genuinely have these question marks in their heads of what am i who am i what is a boy what is a girl and that's stuff that we as sunday school teachers never dreamed we would have to teach but we do have to teach that god made us who we are we have to be uh the person god made us to be and he didn't make a mistake he didn't Oops! I made I accidentally made you into the wrong gender. You need to go fix that. <laughs> we have to teach these kids that we never dreamed we'd have to deal with this, but we do. Yeah, we do. The sign that's always been there has been ripped down. So we gotta we gotta fix it. Ugh, man, what a crazy world! Crazy world. So, Sister Delaney, we've been running away with the conversation quite a bit, uh, but we are going to talk about last week. Yes. Um, so last week was Pentecost Sunday. Yes. And um, we kind of had a unique situation that worked out really well in the in the sense that uh, those of you that that have a church with all the facilities, with all the rooms and Sunday school rooms separate from uh, classrooms of of a school, uh, you need to thank God every day for it. We're very jealous. Yes, we're very jealous because we all of our rooms. I think every single one yes. are multi-purpose. Yes. So they're used for Sunday school, also for school, also for church, also for Bible studies, also for everything. Um, and, and and so sometimes you lose. Uh, well, in this case, our spot. So <laughs> Fellowship Hall is where we always have our Sunday school. It's a big open area that we can decorate, and we have a lot of liberties with. Mm-hmm. But the school is coming to the end of their year, so they have a school banquet, and so we had to tear everything down, which yeah. is fun. Uh, pull the curtain, and we couldn't use it on Sunday. Yeah. But what did we do, Sister Delaney? We had, luckily, something that we were able to pull off. So we were already planning on doing a Pentecost Sunday skit, mm-hmm. like, a, like a full drama the whole time where we work everything into the play. Because um, we always have a skit, but usually it's like just a little bit, but this time it's the whole thing is, is the play. And we moved into our Spanish sanctuary with our youth class, and we had a lot of fun with it, I think. Yeah, so normally it's just the 5 to Mm -hmm. 11-year-olds, but when we do these bigger once a quarter, once every other month type of of classes, we'll sometimes get the toddlers in there, Mm -hmm. Uh, then the youth uh, may join us, and sometimes even college and career, uh, which is a a unique uh, dynamic that that sometimes we have to really adjust to. You know, our songs are, are tailored to our younger kids, our giveaways to our younger kids, our the way we engage them at the beginning of class is geared to the younger ones. And if we're not careful, we lose the older ones real quick. Yeah. And they are in their heads. They've turned it off where he's not talking to us. And so they're at the back of the room having their own little class between themselves if we're not careful. And I think we did that to a point as far as like I, I think we didn't make that adjustment quick enough 
but I, I hope we did at the end. I hope, and our, our giveaways and stuff were of course tailored to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's it's unique, and it's something that you it's hard to prep for as far yeah. as like how do you reach an eighteen year old and a five year old in the same intro? I, in the, you know how do you greet the classes yeah. and get them all excited? It's not easy. No, it's not easy. And do we have the answers? <laughs> We're open to yours because we don't have, we have our attempts. <laughs> we do try. But. Uh, yeah. So in this case, we did Pentecost Sunday. We did a skit uh, focusing on the upper room experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what did that look like? We had no idea. Mm-hmm. But we did our own interpretation of it. Um, and uh, we're just going to kind of walk our way through that, even though I am going to be posting a recording that we made of it online. Um, I don't know how the sound turned out. I think it's going to be kind of bad. Sorry, guys. So okay. uh, so it started out waiting for the promise. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the promise. So walk well, us Well, it started that. out with us looking up to heaven, saying, oh, Jesus is gone. Where did he go? Yes. And all of us looking sorrowful and yes. sad, gazing skyward because <laughs> Jesus had just been yes. taken away. Uh, but. And then the angel appeared. Mm. I was very sad she did not say hiya. <laughs> uh, only ninja angels do that, I'm pretty sure. I was very sad. Anyway, uh, but she told us to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise that Jesus told us to wait for. Yes. So then we're like, duh, we ran to Jerusalem. Yeah. And when we got to the upper room, we uh, start off with uh, ways to have fun in the upper room. Yes. Uh, So interestingly, um, yes, we did a drama that lasted 50 minutes, an Mm -hmm. hour, whatever. but we still broke it up. Yeah, you, yes. you can't do anything for 50 minutes with a 10-year-old. You just can't. You can't. And so we broke it into chunks still. Yes. So we did a little mini skit, and then we went to the upper room. And then, like you said, we did ways to have fun in the upper room. Yes. Um, uh, I think Sister Sarah kicked it off and talked about how you have to have order, you know, uh, order and structure. And so... Everyone. The first rule was uh, no of these electronics in class, and we had no idea what electronics were because obviously we're in the upper room we're in, the upper in room. Jerusalem. And we said no, no uh, tablets of stone. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I forget what else was. Oh, sail phones. Uh, sail on the on the sea. Yes. Yeah. We didn't know what they were, but you can't have them. Yes. Um, um, and everybody had a different rule that they tried to interpret uh, biblically. <clears throat> Mine didn't work out. I just went with what we did last week, and oh yeah, you, that's I right. mixed up the sixth commandment with the yes, sixth you did. Rule. You told everybody not to kill each other. Yeah, because my rule is was don't, please use the bathroom before class, and biblical interpretations of that uh, it wouldn't go very well. I, I I'm with you. Um, so yes, but you did well because you went with like you said the sixth commandment. Kind of tied in last week. Don't get your kicks from killing mm-hmm. one another, um, and of course that always. It's a big laugh, you know. When we just said, "Don't have food in class," and then you said, "Don't kill your neighbor," you yeah, know? yeah, that, that that that's that's high humor yeah, to really some slapstick. Yes, mm-hmm. poke my eye. Um, so we got to the rules, and we did birthdays. And of course, we always do that. Um, then we did uh, visitor Bibles, and I think uh, someone from your bus got their 18th Bible, which is great <laughs> that they've never got. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I don't know what's going on with them. We're doing Bible study, though, so hopefully they'll learn not to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for those that don't understand what we're talking about, it, we say first-time visitors, if you don't have a Bible, raise your hand in the same group. Or if like you three need a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, if you yeah. need one. Yeah. They raise their hand every week so they can get a Bible, which <laughs> I, 
I, I kind of, I think I've said this before, but it's like pens. You know, you buy enough ink pens, surely you'll find one in when you need it, right? If I buy a couple hundred of them and spread them around my house, there's always going to be one around. Yeah. Maybe that's like Bibles with them. You know, you give them enough, there'll always be one at hand when they need it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's... And you never know. They do have a lot of younger siblings. Maybe they all end up getting torn up by the end of the week. They turn them into confetti. I don't know. Could be. I hope we're not contributing to uh, something like that. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, so we gave those away, and then we went into our skit again. Mm-hmm. We said, we're at... The, we're in the upper room. Jesus made us a promise. He told us that he was going to come back and he was going to give us just some incredible promise. We don't know what that is going to look like. But in the meantime, why don't we talk about the great things that God has done Our in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. So in that upper room, we had myself as Peter. We had you as Lydia, the woman with issues. issues. I still think my name should have been Karen. <laughs> that would have been really funny. I, I suggested For all the Karens time. out there, we apologize, but that's funny. <laughs> I have an issue. I'd like to speak to the manager. Yes. That's really funny. Why didn't you do that? I didn't write it. You couldn't <laughs> revise it. That's really, that's, that is good humor right there. For next time. Do you know how funny that would have been? You know, I, are you, woman, you have issues. Yes, and my name's Karen, and I need to speak to a manager. <laughs> okay, that's the kind of thing we think is funny, guys. So if you don't, I'm sorry. Um, and then we had uh, Jairus and his daughter, um, which was my brother Larry, and his dead daughter was uh, Sarah Torado. His wife, Deborah, was Sister Sarah. Um, Blind Bartimaeus was De- Danny Torado. Mm-hmm. Jacob, the crazy wild man of Gadara, was Julian Estrada. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anybody? Brother Bob was Jesus. Yes, but he wasn't in physical form in the upper room. Right, no. He was just kind of like... I was I was sleeping during this time, so I didn't... <laughs> you were in the back of the boat. Yeah, I was in the back of the boat, just kind of taking a nap and waiting until my time. That's right. Um, and so we started off with, with a, a combined miracle, mm-hmm. a combined testimony. And, and so the way we'd introduce it, we'd say, hey, let's tell a testimony. And Brother Jairus would get up and say, oh, I want to tell my testimony. But this one involves Sister Lydia, which is, of course, Karen with issues. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we combine those two miracles where Jesus uh, was in a crowd and Jairus runs up and talks to him about his daughter who's very sick. At the same time, Lydia's coming in trying to trying to touch Jesus's garment. Um, but to introduce that, we would give a brief intro, a sentence or two. Let me tell you the story of what Jesus and did for me. The lights would go off. And the kids would scream. Ah! Yes. Chaos would ensue. And then the lights would come on. And hey, Jesus was in the midst. He snuck out behind a curtain. Yeah, Ew. special effects. <laughs> he, he showed up, and uh, then we'd act out that little skit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Lydia pushed through, Jesus healed her, everybody worshipped, and then we went to the dead daughter. Mm-hmm. She had died by I the- healed the, the physical issue, I'm- not the, the mental. Mm. I haven't perfected that. We're still working on We're that. We're still working oh, on that. One of these days. Uh, I was going to say you had a great line uh during that part to Jarius where I was like oh Jesus healed me I'm so glad and I was getting ready to run out and you're like and you turn to Jarius and you're like well I'm glad for her I'm sorry about you though (laughs) (laughs) you know I I don't know what you said something like that (laughs) Um, and then um, Jesus said well take me to your daughter they said no she's dead and Jesus said uh, she but sleepeth. Mm-hmm. And one of us smart aleck disciples said, yeah, that's what you said about Lazarus too. You <laughs> <laughs> saw that worked out for him. Um, but we went over to the dead daughter. Jesus healed her. She rose from the dead. Everyone rejoiced. And then we were back in the upper room again, mm-hmm. which 
didn't quite really make a lot of sense. You know, we didn't dim the we lights and go back. We just appeared there. But hey, it worked. Um, what was next? We did a song. We did ah. My God is So Big. Tell, tell us about that song. So it, it's by... Go Fish. It's a really cool song, it but really there's is. kind of a funky part yeah, in that song. Yeah, in the middle song. they do one plus one plus one equals one. And, and it's bizarre because they they write such good songs and then they don't have a revelation of one God and then they just get it gets yeah. weird. And so we took the liberty of uh, if you're listening, go fish. Um, <clears throat> we do not apologize we for chopping you, this. Though. We love you guys. You guys are incredible. But we did out that that yeah. bit, so it is a little abrupt, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we all just the run with it. a little off. But. A little off, a little off. Um, and so the song is, My God is so big and so strong and so mighty, there's nothing he cannot do, which flowed yeah. right into Jesus doing all these yes. wonderful miracles. Um, and we had kids from each section come up and join us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting watching the older class. They... they mm. f- seemed to feel kind of they were torn there was some that were like more involved and then there were some that were just like I think torn is a great way to put it I think a lot of them would have been happy to do it if it was a very small setting or they were one on one or they were on the teacher end of it yes they would have been getting with it but sitting with their buddies sitting with their friends it was a different dynamic and you could see them like they wanted to but they they couldn't or they couldn't bring themselves to what Maybe for next time we can like meet with them before and be like, hey, we need you guys to be our teachers with us and that can split them up, put them amongst the kids. and then. So this this is, uh, I don't know what term is for it, but th- this is uh, fixing problems yes. that occurred last week yes. for the next time. And, and it, it's a constant battle. It's stuff we always have to do. So a- as problems develop, which I've never had a problem-free Sunday. I don't know if you guys ever have, but uh, I definitely have not. When you don't do anything, you don't have any problems. Ooh, that's so, good. You know. That's good. Um, so, so uh, yeah, we have these uh, uh, problems to fix, and that's a great idea. I think we should get the youth on our side. Yes. Hey, guys, you are ninja teachers in the audience, and you are going to teach your friends this song. Nunchucks not included. Mm, that's good. That's good. Okay, so we sang a song, yes. and then we went back into the second part of the skit. Mm-hmm. And this one, was that Bart? Yes. Yes, Blind Bart, Blind Bartimaeus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, he did his intro. Listen, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Lights go off. Crowds get dim. No. No, that's a different song. Sorry, I jumped into a choir song. Lights go out. Crowds get thin. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Jesus steps no right in. I song that is. Okay. I believe the Lord can do anything. Jesus did step right in, though. Anyway, uh, Brother Lee, the, yeah. youth, the yeah. youth of today, they yeah. don't know songs. That is a good song, though. <laughs> I'm anyway. sure last time we recorded, you asked me about a song. I Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm definitely losing my focus here. Where, where were we at? Blind Bart. Bart the, what did he do? He introduces his testimony. Mm. The lights go out. Mm. Then we end up in a crowd again. And yes. Blind Bart is off to the side. And Jesus is teaching us, I think it was about forgiving your brother. Probably. Andrew. And um, then... Blind Bart keeps calling out, and we keep telling him to be quiet. We don't have time to listen to him. We're trying to listen to Jesus. Jesus is more important. Has lots of stuff to say. You know, be quiet. Yeah. So we're being very rude to yes. to uh, Bart. Great Christians. Then Jesus tells <laughs> yes. us, you know, bring him to me. And mm-hmm. suddenly the tables turn, and we are just all about, oh, this man needs Jesus. Jesus <laughs> called for him. Oh, my friend, my friend, my friend, follow me, make way. Day. Yes, Jesus has called thee. 
and and we went from being mean to nice because uh, Jesus told us to, uh, which is a pretty pitiful way to act. Uh, which I hope we illustrated I think that's correctly. Very, yeah, the kids got that and they thought we were very. Yeah, uh, so we brought him to Jesus. Jesus, of course, did his 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 work and healed blind Bartimaeus. And blind Bartimaeus got so excited. He said, "God's given me so many good things. He's given me eyesight. He's given me my my life back." That I want to share something with you, and we Give went into that. our giveaways, our giveaways, um, and that was interesting too because we did, this time. we did, and no one seemed to have their tickets. <laughs> so, if there's anybody out there listening, help us with this. So, what? Here, here's the perpetual problem: we have five-year-olds up to eighteen-year-olds. Eighteen-year-olds don't want a little kid's toy. A little kid doesn't want something that an older kid might think is cool. Um, something that's for a boy specifically a girl might not want it or yeah. vice versa a basketball for a young four-year-old girl she would just like be upset so how do you keep these separate uh groups you know it'd be it'd be great if we had a, a roll of tickets for every little group that we set that would be young insane. boys young girls young yeah it, it's it's very difficult mm-hmm. uh, and then we had a bigger prize that was kind of for everybody younger Anyway, we, we've just never found out a good way to do it. So in this case, we gave out two rolls of tickets, some to the older ones, a roll like a uh, tan mm-hmm. roll of tickets to the older ones, and blue for the younger ones that had the numbers on them. Um, and we had all the stuff that we already mentioned. We gave out um, gift cards, Walmart gift cards for the older ones. They Spicy liked those. Chips. Spicy Spicy chips. Mm-hmm. A slime thing. Farm animals. The, the slime and was younger yes farm animals younger pie in the face was younger Mm -hmm. uh and then a bike face came then we had a bike uh and this is this is something that i'm kind of hoping uh pastor does not hear because he donated that bike probably two years ago we never gave it away (laughs) um part of it was just the, the event to give it away was never quite right and then when it was right we forgot we had a bike you know uh, so anyway, Pastor, if you are listening, <laughs> we gave it away, and this was great. Uh, if you've ever given a bike away in Sunday school, everybody knows that you want it to go to the right person. Yes. And there's no way to orchestrate that. No. You can't you force can't it into the right it, hands, and you can't say this is only for bus kids. It's church kids. You already have a bike probably. You don't need another bike because a church kid, that, that's messed up. You know, They, they want to be part of it. Um, and, and we've all been, we've given stuff away in the past, and it seems to always <laughs> just kind of a letdown. You have this big thing, you give it away, and then a kid that has three bikes well, gets it, and they're like, a I don't even kid want it. Does need a bike? I won oh. a bike one time at a Memorial Day picnic, and I had just outgrown my bike. So that's a that's a good point as well. So <laughs> there's nothing you you can't script these things. No. You can't pick the kid that wins the bike. I mean you can, but that's messed up and you're lying. You're not, you're not doing yeah. a true giveaway, random giveaway. So I finally got to the point where I am not going to try to to I'm going to do the best I can, okay? We're going to we're going to try to get it uh, to the right age group. And then let God just handle the rest. Because it, it's if he wants it to go to someone with three bikes, I don't know why, but fine. They, they get, they a, they get a fourth how, bike. They can learn how to give. They can learn how to give. That's right. But in this case, it worked out really, Which really cool. Which I think cool. you said. Somebody got something and they said if it was a 
more of a boy type of a gift, and they said, give it to your sister or something like that, or girl. I, I, didn't somebody say something oh, like that? Oh, it was when I did giveaways, this yeah. boy went up, and he had gotten a giveaway, and he chose a journal that was very girly, and he chose specifically to give it to his sister. I think it was Bubba from our bus. Yeah, it was Bubba. And then nice. someone this past week, uh, this past Sunday, won, I think it was Cassandra, she won the pie face game, and she said, I already have one, and I think she got to give it away to somebody else, possibly. I don't remember. Got it. Uh, if you're sitting out there with seven four two seven seven seven, we will get you a gift card did, if you show it. Did you really remember that? Yes. Well, I don't know about the seven four two. I'm guessing it, but the seven seven seven. Seven seven. I think it was four four two. I think it was well, the four, first four, three. Two. Four four two. Yeah. But wow, quite a poll there, brother Lee. <laughs> he remembered the winning ticket. Well, like the lady it said, was three it was numbers. A, it was like three, and but it was like, three. Three. Like that was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many total people ago. with tickets we gave away, but there were at least three or four that weren't there, which was kind of odd. Yeah. How's that maybe possible? We gave it to them while they're sitting in their chairs. Literally, like so. maybe ten minutes before. Yeah. And they lost their ticket or in that time. Some or or yeah, it was in. that my God <laughs> song. They were. They was just too. They crazy. were jamming with it, and they just yeah. threw their ticket in the air. Well, whatever happened, it went to a young boy that had been asking specifically uh, Billy for a unicycle. Like he really wanted a unicycle because he wanted to learn how to ride it. And uh, anyway, uh, Billy basically told the group uh, uh, of bus workers that he won two unicycles. Were he to take a hacksaw to it, you know, he (laughs) could could somehow uh, make that happen. But no, he got a bike and it went to the right person. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and, and he's going to put it to good use. So it's exciting. All right. After our giveaways, we had Crazy Man Jacob, yes. <clears throat> Brother Julian. He does and a good job with that. Yeah, almost too good. Like, scared me half to death the first time he did it. <laughs> so he's all clean cut, and he's talking about, man, Jesus did such neat things for me and my family. He's changed my life completely. Lights go off, and this wild-haired <sighs> Tasmanian yeah. devil comes running yeah. in. So he put this crazy wig on that, I mean, it's just this long, scary... It's disgusting. It is gross. No telling where that thing's been. Yeah. But probably in the tombs, I would assume. I think so. Uh, so he came running in with that, screaming bloody murder, scared the kids half to death. Thank God, in this case, that the toddlers weren't in there. Yes. They, they would <laughs> never go to another one again. Mm-hmm. Um, fell at, his, at Jesus' feet. Jesus, what have I to do with thee? Jesus... <laughs> And then, then uh, uh, worked his his magic on him. He doesn't do magic. Uh, he, he did a work on him, and the hair, the hair fell the hair off. Came off. The yeah. hair fell off. The chains fell off, and his voice changed. And he, he was a nice guy again. Yeah, it was, that a trip. was amazing. The hair was just laying on the floor beside him. A verbal haircut. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, and so God uh, healed him of his mental issues. Brought him uh, back well, to sanity. I mean, does, I mean, he was clothed and in his right mind and mm-hmm. in his right hair. Yes. Style. Yes. I guess. I don't know. Uh, then we go back to the upper room. <laughs> sure. Yes. And it, how did you do that, by the way? It, once we like kind of started making our way back into the upper room, that's in quotes, uh, Brother Lee, you just slipped behind the curtain? Is that I what just, you did? I just walked back off. <clears throat> okay, I didn't even notice that. I just knew you were gone. He's just a great actor. He's very good. Yeah. Nin- ninja Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Uh, and after a crazy that's man, Jacob. That's why the haircut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did the shackle song. He took the shackles yeah. off my feet. We did that one live. That was rough. Yes, 
but it, but live music is so much better than great. soundtracks in in that could be a whole podcast. Yes. yes. Soundtracks versus live music. There are pros and cons of everything. Yes. Um, live music is so spontaneous and fun, but it's also not what we practice with all the time. The soundtrack yes. that we all know so well. Uh, so yeah, you just got to really practice if you're going to do live music. And we, we, we don't, because we don't have music set up in our classroom as far as piano and drums and all that. Although we've tried and it's just ah, another, another topic for another day. Anyway. Well, if everybody learned how to play the harmonica. Ooh, we could have like a 15-piece harmonica <laughs> the orchestra. Harmonica. <laughs> Phil harmonica. <laughs> the Phil yes. harmonica orchestra. Yeah. That is. Oh, wow. That had a lot of layers to Phil's it. Harmonica. Phil harmonica. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> Those that are listening, they, we've lost them a long time ago. There's nobody still listening to this. <laughs> Uh, so after Shackles, then uh, we, uh, I.S. Peter started talking about how in one accord, in unity, we need to start worshiping God for all the wonderful things he's done for us. And as we did that, we started playing a wind sound effect, sweeping through the upper room. Then fire came up on the projector and crackling sound effects. I don't even, did you guys even hear that? I heard that. Okay, so it started playing. Uh, and then the Holy Ghost was poured out and the upper room experience was completed. Then we had an altar call and we had kids praying. And it's so incredible to see kids you have never seen pray before with tears running down their face yes. at the altar. And I think they're from Purple Bus. Purple I'm Bus. pretty sure there's like three of them together, uh, James, Brian, and Chris. Oh, yeah. And I think it was Brian that was really touched. Oh, man. That was, that was so neat. So uh, they're on my Purple Bus, my bus. Um, and it's so neat because I have brothers named Brian and Chris. And really? So, so it helps me out because, and they're in the actual order. I mean, obviously they're younger, but Brian is the uh, older one, and Christopher. So it helps me to learn the kids. But that's really I, I don't cool. think that's a coincidence. That's really um, cool. But that was neat to watch. He was really praying. So was, and James was really praying. He was. He was. It was neat <clears throat> to see him. I, I've, I've never even seen him, honestly, in a situation that that they they felt. What they were feeling, it was just—it was so exciting to and see. And then uh, first timers, Nate and Benjamin, his little brother. It was cute watching them because uh, he's a little guy. Uh, uh, Benjamin, probably not five. I, I don't know. I don't know his age yet. You know, he is his first time. But it's kind of funny. So they're standing there together, and you could—it's so—and again, this is where watching kids and older people. If you're an older sibling out there, you know, teach your younger ones. Um, so I'm standing there, I'm praying with them, and it was kind of funny because the, the older brother standing there, he had his one hand raised the other, and his hand on his chest, and the other one had, <laughs> they were like little bookends, and he was like mimicking his older brother. So but they were really praying, and I, I think this was their first time there. Came up, so it was really That's neat. awesome. <clears throat> That's neat. <laughs> so that was the end of our Pentecost Sunday. Then we went outside, and various buses had done uh, different promotions, and so we had some buses doing pizza and some doing other stuff. and <clears throat> So... Anyway, thus ended the Sunday, but nice. it was it was a good day. Next week we have what's called Family Day, and so we we will not have a Sunday school because we're inviting them to a midday church service followed by food and fun activities. Um, so we won't have a Sunday school recap next podcast, but we will have something to talk about. <clears throat> we'll come up with something. But okay. anyway, uh, I think that's it for today. Unless you guys have have something else to to share to bless us with I'm good <laughs> awkward
awkward silence. All right. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us once again for another podcast. If you have any topics that you want to, us to talk about, uh, send it to info at apostolicsundayschool.com, and we will be happy to cover those if we know anything about them. Uh, anyway, God bless. We'll see you all. Bye. Bye.